What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich, flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Nobody has more respect for women than I do. Nobody. Hillary Clinton wants to abolish it, believe me. She wants to abolish our Second Amendment. I think they didn't deny it. I don't think anybody denied it. Other presidents did not call, did write letters, and some presidents didn't do anything. Many people have come out and said, I'm right. You really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? Hello and welcome to Fallacious Trump, the podcast where we use the insane ramblings of a man who doesn't understand New Year's resolutions to explain logical fallacies. I'm your host, Jim. And I'm your other host, Mark. A logical fallacy is an error in reasoning that results in bad or invalid arguments. And the logical fallacy we're looking at this week is the argument to the purse, also known as the appeal to wealth or argumentum ad crumenum. So before I talk about the appeal to wealth and all of that, I have yeah. to explain the fact that Why Trump does doesn't that? understand. <laughs> a couple of years ago, he was asked by a reporter about his New Year's resolutions. Uh, you know, right. softball question. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. Melania said that her New Year's resolution was peace on the world, which also isn't a resolution. <laughs> That's not what that Sorry. means. I think actually what that is, he's misheard the fact uh-huh. that she wants to piss on the world. That could be, yeah. And he's yeah. just, he's he just like, oh, helped okay. her out by transcribing <laughs> it in a kind of somewhat seasonal uh-huh. way. Yeah. 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 But no, he said, peace is right. But I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not sure you're supposed to say a resolution out loud. <laughs> so oh. I don't want to say what my resolution is because I think we jinx it, all right? So he's basically mixed it up with birthday is he, wishes. Is he thinking that there's a a New Year shaped cake or something like a like we're twenty we're twenty twenty three with with candles? Yeah, on it. like he thinks if you say your resolution, it doesn't come and true. A, and we can't be doing resolutions right now because there are no candles. <laughs> so the argument to the purse, yeah, is when the claim is made or the assumption is made that someone who is rich is. Mm better, smarter, more likely to be right, uh, more worthy of of giving the benefit of the doubt than someone without money by virtue of their wealth. And and it's unsurprising that Trump is in favour of this theory. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a little surprising it's taken us this long to get around to it, to be honest. I know. Well, well yeah. yeah. But I think under, perhaps underlying the whole thing is that he's, he's, he says he's a lot richer than he is. So he he... And he thinks he's a lot better than everybody else, and we've disagreed with him <laughs> ever since. Yeah. So we've ne- we've never thought to put two or two together. <laughs> so yeah, I guess on the you know in the aftermath of his tax returns being finally made public, it's you know interesting to go back to yeah. some of his earlier claims vis-a-vis yeah. the size of his wealth <laughs> and therefore the amount of um, accord and respect that needs to be due to him. Yeah. So our first on example. That basis, is a tweet of his from uh, 2014 when he said, isn't it crazy? I'm worth billions of dollars, employ thousands of people and get libeled by moron bluggers who can't afford a suit. Wild. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So people who can't (laughs) afford something can't hold me to account. Yeah, I'm I'm clearly better than, you know, than than they are. They're clearly in the wrong because they're, they're just they bloggers can't who can't suit. afford 
a suit and I'm very rich, essentially. Yeah. 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 But because the irony is he's a moron blogger who can afford a suit. <laughs> yeah. Not a well fitted yeah. one. No. Oh, but, no, 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 no. But yes, exactly. Somebody somewhere Many is suits. rubbing that, rubbing their hands together, going, <laughs> ripping him off, going, we managed to shift that old suit <laughs> that used to belong to Fatty Arbuckle. <laughs> and uh, yeah, what, the one we buried him in? Yes, I've sold it. <laughs> Yeah. So the second example is also a tweet, and this was from 2012. Uh, he was having a bit of an argument with Alan Sugar, uh, yes, the, yes. the British host of The Apprentice, Apprentice yeah. UK, and just rich, generally quite rich person in the UK. Yeah. Trump had started this whole thing by talking about how uh, wind turbines are bad and the UK government shouldn't put them near his Scottish golf course, essentially. Yeah. And Alan yep. Sugar replied to say you're being an idiot you know the people of scotland don't like you you're awful all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> Shut and, up, and, and they got into yeah. a bit of a twitter spat they don't right. like each other generally yeah. um and and one of the uh tweets that trump sent was mm-hmm. dopey lord sugar i'm worth eight billion dollars and you're worth peanuts without my show nobody would even know who you are which isn't isn't true <laughs> no, we I'm all not... knew who he yeah. was before the apprentice yeah. I knew when he was in charge of Amstrad. Yeah. And bought Sinclair out. Yeah. And relabeled that because I'm a computer nerd and I had a spectrum. <laughs> but, and everyone last, lusted after the Amstrad. And didn't he do one of the first view phones? There was he like did a, a phone, phone you could email, you could send emails right. from. Yeah. 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 And yeah. he is worth several hundred millions. He's, uh, he's, he's rich. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, and and I think he's legitimately rich. <laughs> yeah, and Trump- more more than that, he is he has legitimately made his money. He is a self made mm. man. Mm-hmm. He wasn't mm-hmm. someone who was given a small yeah. eleven million a, dollar loan like by a his dad. Trader, he's a yeah. proper geezer. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I mean, he's not he's not a great guy, as far as we no, know. You know, but he doesn't. But he doesn't. But, but, he doesn't pretend that he is. No, absolutely. Purely on but, the basis yeah. of his wealth. The shtick I think he operates these days is the TV personality stick. You know, you're fired, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I think he's enjoying it as a as a third act in his career. Yeah, that he can show himself to be a terrific businessman mm-hmm. um, who's got all his ideas. Of course, he hasn't. It's all been scripted by everybody else. He's just the front man. Yeah, because nobody else wanted to do it. Branson would he? Do? He wouldn't do it. I mean, he might have done it. I wouldn't he put might. it past him. <laughs> <laughs> it's the kind of yeah, not wishing to slide into a fallacy, but it's the kind of thing that he would do. Yeah, yeah. I suspect. I suspect it came down to well, how we can't afford Richard Branson. Yeah, probably. Who can we afford? Yeah, Who he is got... basically a low rent Richard Branson. He, he is. Yeah, he's, he's a lot rounder in the face. Yeah. But the theory here in this tweet is, mm. I'm worth more money than you are. So you shouldn't argue with me about wind turbines. And because of my wealth, I have conferred uh, a greatness upon you yeah. because you are running the UK equivalent of my show. Well, it wasn't his show. But, you know. No, in this tweet thread, he definitely very much explicitly claimed it was his show. He claimed he owned right. The Apprentice, which was never oh, true. Okay. Yeah, no. But... He was just hired. He's the hired yeah, hand, yeah. just like Sugar is the hired uh-huh. hand. Just like um, Schwarzenegger now is, yeah. Actually, I must yeah. say, I, I did have that I on my list. Of, doing it, is he? I don't know. I did I think have he that only on my Christmas. A season. 
Christmas list to go back and look at that. It's a bit like <laughs> what made me think of it was that they've rerunning Blankety Blank <laughs> in the UK, which made me think, oh, yeah, I must go back and look at the original pilot of that, which has got people that I can't even remember from the 1970s. Which made me think of, oh, yeah, I wonder what Schwarzenegger's French is. I was ill it's over a, Christmas. It's a natural was, connection for, was, for a non fever adult brain to make. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, blankety blank from the 70s, Schwarzenegger's apprentice. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It quite, uh, yes, well, yeah. Blankety blank, incidentally, in case America yeah, listeners what is it called, called, in it's the, called the match game, I believe, in America. Yeah, that was the link. I did blankety blank, and then, oh, there's the US one, and then yeah. I, that led me to think, as you do and speaking of christmas viewing yeah our third example yeah is from ben shapiro right because he like mm -hmm. many of us mm -hmm. over christmas yeah watched knives out to the glass onion yeah he is... didn't like it oh he initially started by complaining that in this murder mystery film mm -hmm. um there was a twist in the middle uh because you know He's never seen a film before. I yeah. don't know because because yeah. yeah. he was very upset. Yeah. Basically, oh, that, okay. that, that in this mystery film, not everything was as it initially seemed. Uh, <laughs> he's not heard of Agatha Christie or Murder She Wrote. No. Yeah, he he assumed that everything would be laid out from the beginning, and <laughs> and, would, and, and, and he wouldn't would be challenged at all. No, no nothing <laughs> foreshadowed. Well, all of the things that were foreshadowed would yeah. be would be just kind of done out. Yeah, it's like watching that with you know significant um, film watchers of my acquaintance in my house. <laughs> the moment I know that something's happened in the clear linear progression that ought to be being played out is when the phrase, well, that's not realistic, gets, gets used. Like, oh, oh okay. God. Okay. Over Christmas, my, yeah. my sister, who is a Christian, by the way, okay. mentioned that she hasn't seen Muppet Christmas Carol. Uh, and when, it, when talk turned right. to Christmas viewing. Because? Because yeah. she doesn't like things that aren't real. That's, okay. That's her reasoning. Okay. For not having watched the Muppets, the Muppet Christmas Carol. Right. Which? So which? Which of the Muppet <laughs> Christmas Carol is is not real? Well, they're Muppets, is aren't they? It's not oh, realistic. Oh, okay. Not the fact that it's a <laughs> no, story, or, or I the fact that it's based the... <laughs> on this entirely made-up celebration of an entirely made-up deity. <laughs> yeah, uh -huh. for the purposes of 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 power grabbing religious leaders you know in my opinion no 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 fa true fact yeah 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 but yeah yeah but, but no that, no not like things all the real, christmas so. carols of, yeah. all the, the one that isn't the real is the one with the muppets in yeah but that's quite good because there's also there's rumors <laughs> where people were talking to ryan johnson about making knives out three have some Muppets Yeah, with, it. like, just Benoit Blanc and, and Muppets. And Muppets. <laughs> it would be fucking Muppets. brilliant. It would be Muppets Murder on the Orient Express or something like that. It would be like so that, good. It? I would love to see that. <laughs> that would be brilliant. Anyway, <laughs> back to Shapiro. I'm not going to spoil Glass Onion. No. Uh, because I'm sure that some people will want to watch it and won't it's have seen it good. yet. It isn't a spoiler to say there's a twist. It's bound to be because it's a murder mystery. So, yeah, saying that there is a twist... Yeah. in this film is not in any way a spoiler. I also don't think it's a spoiler to say that the characters, just like the characters in Knives Out, yeah. are largely 
kind of rich people and pretty awful. Yeah, funnily enough, yeah. they kind of run contrary to the appeal to the purse. Because Absolutely. Because, you know, by ver- they s- actually also they uphold that because they <laughs> think yeah. that because they're rich, they are therefore better and not which is, to be held to account. Which is what's led to us talking about it here. Because, exactly. <laughs> because yeah. one of the main characters is Ed Norton's character, who is a kind of tech billionaire, yeah. who is, again, not, not as he seems at first. He is yeah. not, in fact, an amazing genius. And again, yeah. that's, that's, that's yeah. not really yeah, a spoiler, I don't think. Yeah. Yeah. And Ben Shapiro had a problem with that specifically. Oh, that this character, okay. who is who is appears to be based on Elon Musk, yeah, and part of the reason he appears to be based on Elon Musk is because of all the stupid shit that Elon has done since this film was written. Yeah, <laughs> Ben Shapiro has an issue with Ryan Johnson's writing and politics. The tweets he said, two tweets: Ryan Johnson's politics is as lazy as his writing. His take on the universe is that Elon Musk is a bad and stupid man. That anyone who likes him in media, politics, or tech is being paid off by him. This is an incredibly stupid theory, since Musk is one of the most successful entrepreneurs in human history. How many rockets has Johnson launched lately? And it's a foolish conspiracy theory to boot. So first of all, it's not a conspiracy theory to say a man is stupid. There doesn't need to be any conspiracy involved in Elon Musk not being a genius. (laughs) Yeah, just point them and go, you see that thing he just said? He's not not that bright. smart. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this is a really weird take because this is take. This is happening. This was tweets that Ben Shapiro sent on on the twenty sixth of December. Yeah, after Elon has shown us all what a fucking idiot he is for months. Yeah, yeah. again and again and again on an almost daily basis. Yeah, so so defending at this point the intellect of Elon Musk is such a weird take. Perhaps what <laughs> he's trying to do is. Do the the flip side of the appeal to the purse, which is, or the argument to the purse, which is that if you're rich, you're good. So if he's saying to <laughs> e, that Elon is good, then Elon will go, oh, well, you can have some money, whilst at the same time <laughs> denying that anyone mm. who likes it is being paid off by him. Yeah. He's jumping on the bandwagon and going, look, I'll defend you, bung me some money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. I mean, it's very weird. And the thing is, it's quite interesting that the. The only way that you can tell what Ryan Johnson's politics are mm-hmm. is by assuming these characters are right wing. Because they're not right. explicitly right wing. No. The only character self-serving. The only character who is whose politics are made explicit is a character who who is a governor and who is yeah. not a Republican. She's she she talks about believing in climate change. Yeah. And one shot of a sign in her office says she's an independent. So she's yeah. she's basically Kirsten Cinema. She's yeah. <laughs> she's an independent Democrat. Yeah, and she's yeah. the only one whose whose politics are talked about at all. The others, you only know they're Republicans because they're such assholes. Yeah, because Dave Bautista's <laughs> yeah. character is a men's right activist, influencer, yeah. YouTuber, but TikTok, he's, but he's Twitch, Twitch guy. Money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a fucking yeah. arsehole. Well, he's definitely yeah. a Republican, but you only yeah. know that because yeah. those are the only people who are that awful. Basically, he might he might as well be Andrew Tate. If exactly. the film yeah. if if <laughs> yeah. the Andrew Tate stuff had happened before the yeah. film, then yeah. Ben Shapiro would be saying, you know, how how, how dare Ryan Johnson yeah. 
base Dave Bautista's character on Andrew Tate. Andrew that's Tate. basically how awful it is. Yeah, but yeah, it. that's the only reason you know that they're right wing is because they're well, fucking. Maybe assholes. Andrew Tate has based it on the Dave Bautista character, thinking, "Oh, that's a way of making <laughs> yeah. money. Look, I could I could pretend to be interested in bail rights for money." <laughs> yeah. So constantly, yes. Yeah. And Shapiro. also the, the, the and the kind of brackets, the 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 measure of. Uh, most successful entrepreneurism yeah. in humanist history is based on how many rockets you've launched. Yeah, and yeah. Because Ryan, Johnson, Ryan Johnson, Johnson, Johnson launched hasn't, no hasn't launched any rockets. He doesn't yeah. get to say rich people can sometimes be a bit of an idiot. Yeah, yeah. Because he yeah, isn't that. rich enough to have that opinion. No. Ryan Johnson has talked about whether um, this character is based on Elon Musk. Because obviously it comes up, especially mm. given all the stupid shit Musk has done in the last year. Yeah. And yeah. essentially what he has said is, is you know, yes, there's an aspect of him in it, but it's impossible to write about a tech billionaire character without invoking yeah. kind of Musk, Zuckerberg, Gates. You know, yeah. the, they're bound to creep in because yeah. we only have a few examples of those kind of people in the world. Yeah. So if you're writing that kind of character of a very rich person who's done well in tech, yeah. you know, you a, it's they're, they're, those are, characteristics. Yeah. They're going to share characteristics with some of the people who really achieved that. Yeah. And the thing about all of those tech billionaires is that they are so visible. In fact, part of their billionaireness is to be very visible that we get to see them being stupid because they are tech nerds you know they've got they've got very few social skills let's face it you know they're all on the spectrum somewhere or other it was bill bill gates from onwards yeah the thing is the weird thing is i think that when this film was written yeah pre or the beginning of the pandemic yeah um certainly elon wasn't the the divisive character he is now yeah but when he bought twitter and started doing stupid shit and yep. being a bit fascist, then yeah. there was a few voices on the right who were like, "Oh, now the left doesn't like billionaires," and we were like, "Who? What? Who, why did no, you think just, we liked billionaires? Not, yeah, what? Well, what? It's not now. It's always been <laughs> yeah. like that. Yeah, we're the yeah. ones who said billionaires shouldn't really exist in a fair society. That's yeah. that's yeah. not no. That's a weird take." Yeah. But yeah, apparently it, we weren't so explicitly against them until Musk bought Twitter. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, <laughs> nothing to do with Karl Marx yeah. going. Yeah, this whole thing, or really a hundred years ago, but more than a hundred years ago, saying, "Yeah, I told you this would happen." And now is the time I think for Marx British politics corner. As usual in British politics, they kind of they aren't quite as um, overt in in saying. Um, we're rich, we're better than you are. Boris Johnson possibly got close to it and, and got warned off it a couple of times, but it's a very um, covert thing. That's done. There's there's lots of doublespeak that's put in between um, we're better than you just because we're richer. And part of that covert doublespeak is keeping Jacob Rees-Mogg out of the spotlight because that's fundamentally his entire shtick and has been since there was a documentary made about him when he was 12 and it was he was horrible and saying yes i'm better than all of my contemporaries because i own stocks and shares and i'm going to be a millionaire and you think yeah 
but you're not. That's yeah. Sorry, we're still talking about Jacob Rees-Mogg, not Rishi Sunak, who. That is also true. Of. Oh yeah, no, that's true of him too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they, yeah. There's a yeah. there's a clip around of him when he was like 15 or something being yeah, interviewed, saying, oh, <laughs> "Yeah, I think I don't have any working class friends. No, yeah. Yeah, I don't." Which is kind of double speak for I don't have any friends at all. <laughs> yeah, because they were just going, "For fuck's sake, Rishi, give it up and come out to play, will you?" No, no, I've got studying to do because I've got to earn millions. Yeah, I need to find the right person to marry yeah <laughs> and um, so in british politics it seems that equally if you're rich then you're no good because that's what we do in britain we we don't like successful people we don't like richard branson we don't like we like we're, we're in in britain we kind of embrace the underdog which is why none of our tennis players win none of our <laughs> football teams win you know the sports we invent we invented historically we're shit at and we like that. We we embrace the underdogs. People who are very successful at things, we don't like that. So if you're if you're rich, then you're no good. But only if you're not a Tory. The rich get to run down other people for either being too rich for their liking or not rich enough. And therefore they're dismissibly envious of the rich. So if you're not as rich as the Tory, then you're 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 just envious. If you are rich and you're uh, in support of people who are less rich than you, then you're, uh, I will go on to it later, you get labelled a champagne socialist. So you get dismissed by the rich. And of course, if you're a Tory, then you know how to manage the economy and are therefore good. And if you dissent or you disagree or you distrust these rich people, then you're no good. Which means we move to Mick Lynch, who is the leader of the RMT union, and he's been at the heart of the campaign between government, industries and workers for realistic pay negotiations. Been going on since the summer, been going on all across um, Christmas, um, and, and he's campaigning for realistic pay settlements to reflect the reality of the current cost of living situation, which includes high inflation. Of course, the government says that pay rises are unaffordable because of high inflation. And here's Rishi Sunak making a flipped over argument to the purse. And look, I know things are difficult right now for everyone because of what's happening with inflation. And that's why our plans that we outlined last week will get a grip of inflation and bring it down. That's really important. And, and in the meantime, what, what the unions are asking for, I think, is a 19 percent pay rise. And I think most people watching will, will recognise that that's obviously unaffordable. And that's why I'm pleased that the health secretary is sitting down, talking to the union, and hopefully we can find a way through this. So this is the, the nursing union who... Yeah, they're asking, but the pay review body that gets referred to by the nurses union. There's an ex there's also an equivalent that gets referred to by the politicians. So when politicians award themselves twenty percent pay rises, ten percent pay rises on a regular basis, they say it's not us paying ourselves. It goes to an independent pay review body. With the the nurses, it goes to an independent pay review body who say they haven't had a sufficient pay rise for the last 12 years under the Tory government. You need to give them 19% to bring them up to the levels that they ought to be at if you hadn't suppressed public sector pay over the last decade. So, and, and then he says that weird thing. Obviously, most people who are watching this will recognise it's unavoidable. 
you know, it isn't obvious to all the people watching because what is what has been obvious is where did all the money go on the track and test system, which didn't work, which cost $37 billion. COVID and unusable PPE, which cost $33 billion. Members of the House of Laws have gone AWOL because they were associated with that. And then we had Liz Truss, who cost the economy $60 billion with her growth mini-budget. So encountering Sunak in pretty much all of his interviews, Mick Lynch actually spells out why this is an argument to the purse. There is the argument from government that you, you simply cannot put up wages by the rate of inflation because the rate of inflation is so high and you end up in an inflationary spiral, which makes it worse for everyone and we all live with the pain for longer. I mean, the only analysis we ever get from the media is that it's workers, often who are the lowest paid people in this country, are responsible for inflation. That's patently untrue in this period because the inflation was there before the pay round. Real wages have been in decline for many years. If you're a nurse or a doctor or a care worker or a refuse worker, you may not have had a real terms pay rise for a decade. So it can hardly be true that it's wages that are causing inflation. It's profit-taking that's causing inflation because the big corporations are not skimming their profits down and saying, I'll do a redistribution. We actually need to support wages in this economy. And that's what we're faced with. It can't be true that low-paid workers are causing inflation. The problem with low-paid workers is they haven't got enough money and it needs to be resolved through the pay packet. I think it's a twist within, in the UK certainly, within the argument to the purse to blame the lowest paid for any cost of living crisis to justify why it would be too expensive to actually help the low paid who are suffering, suffering at the hands of the cost of living crisis. The cost of living crisis is actually defined by how the lowest paid are affected. That's, we know there's a cost of living crisis because the lowest paid are having to choose between heating and eating. Yeah, the people who are choosing which of their stocks and shares to sell so that they can buy another exactly. villa in Tuscany yeah. aren't experiencing a cost of no, living crisis. No, that's the thing. And and the thing in the, in the twist of the knife of the argument to the purse is that making the lowest paid wrong, bad, and the, the cause of inflation. We can't do anything to help them because it will affect inflation. And if uh, inflation is affecting the low paid, so we can't give the low paid any more money because that would affect the low paid. Yeah, it would make them, ultimately, they'd be worse off. We're doing it for them. We're doing it for them <laughs> because we're good and we know what's the We, we know what we're doing. Economy. Yeah. As Labour di Labour's Diane Abbott argued on Twitter this week in his New Year's speech, Rishi Sunak urged us to, and I quote, sacrifice and hard work, end quote. What exactly does millionaire Rishi and his billionaire wife know about sacrifice? So it's a kind of an homage to <laughs> what first attracted you to the millionaire Paul Daniels. Yeah, what exactly? So that's an appeal to the purse, I think, is to say you are very rich, therefore you are no good. In, in British politics, that how that happens, you're out of touch. I think the appeal to wealth is a variation on the derogatory labelling of people as champagne socialists. You can't be a true socialist if you can afford champagne. So if you're if you're rich and a socialist, then you're no good. If you're rich and you're looking for looking out for the rights of others and the welfare of other people, then you're you're no good. And this was levelled against the likes of Labour post-war Labour Party leader Clement Attlee, who his 
whose rejoinder was, uh, yes, I'm a champagne socialist. I believe everybody should have champagne. Everybody should be able to have access to it and not just the rich, which was his allegory for setting up the National Health Service. Because prior to the war, prior to the National Health Service, you could only afford to access health care if you could afford to pay it. And what he came up with was, let's have it free at the at the point of access, and it's all paid for out of a national insurance. And just like insurance, everybody pays a premium. You might not need it. Yeah. And well, it is it is a variation, but I'll allow it. Cause, okay. Because because uh, <laughs> um, whether someone is rich, it traditionally the appeal yeah. to the press is that if someone's rich, it it means they are smarter, and you should listen to what they say more. Yeah. But ultimately whether someone is likely to be right about something has nothing to do with how rich they are. So yeah. the yeah. the the corollary, the other yeah. assumption that if someone is rich, they're not thinking correctly and shouldn't be listened to is also a fallacy. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go along. Yeah. With. And here's the example of this being leveled against Mick Lynch, who is the, uh, the union leader. So he was an electrician on the railways for 30 years. He was a, he, he worked on the railways. He was a railway worker. He's worked his way up through the unions. He's now the leader of the union. Uh, he earns more than the workers do. And here he is on Good Morning Britain in August um, being accused of that very thing. Very uh, what support are you dispute? giving members? Because you're on a six-figure salary. I'm not going to demonise you for that this morning. There's plenty of politicians on a six-figure salary. A, I'm but... not on a six-figure salary. That's completely untrue. So the newspaper reports Where that your you salary are I'm untrue. I'm not on a six-figure salary. Well, well, you're on a, you're, you're on a, you're on a significantly more than many of your members are. And like I say, I'm not interested in demonising you for that this morning. What I'm trying to ask you here is you've got <laughs> members who are on very low salaries, as Kate has said, how much longer can they really continue with these strikes for? Because you might be committed to them. You say your members are committed to them, but actually many of them are going to start feeling the pain pretty soon, aren't they? Well, of course they feel the pain. They're making a sacrifice to stand up for their rights. Mick Lynch's chuckle at the interviewers when he says, um, I'm not going to demonise you, and then demonises him <laughs> for just for, for earning more. And And it's a kind of... It is a... Well, apart from the fact it's bad journalism, why didn't they check how much he... The newspapers say you earn six... Well, yeah, which newspapers is the other rejoinder yeah. we've heard him say. Um, what? Why is it important for them to do that? Why are they doing that? They're kind of saying you're richer, you should know better. I think, to Steelbot their side, I think what mm. they're, they're doing is saying that he isn't necessarily doing the right thing for his members because he doesn't feel the sacrifice in the same way they do. Right. But in in yep. what we've talked about Mick Lynch in the past as being just very matter-of-fact and pointing out the, the flaw in these stupid mm. journalists' arguments yeah. is him saying, yeah, of course they're making a sacrifice. That's yeah. the point. Yeah. They know they're making a sacrifice. If they want to stop it, they'll stop it. But yeah. they're, they are trying to get something and the only way they can get it is to sacrifice something and yes that's hard for them yeah it, it and, doesn't yeah he's uh, not he's not making them do it because no, he's richer exactly. than them yes exactly yeah <laughs> and also as he's pointed out in an interview that we featured here before where we've been talking about him he pays into the strike fund so on the strike on the he donates his salary Mm. to the strike fund what's the strike fund do does that 
He pays help, for help the workers who are yeah, losing who are salary. losing their pay, depending right. on when they, depending on what hours they're not working because they're on strike. They don't get paid for that. Mm. Um, so the strike fund, which is give donated by other members of the union, pays their wages. So of course right. they've still got rent to pay, food to pay, bills to pay. So they that pays for that. Right. That's example one, very long, sorry. Example <laughs> two, I've been recently watching Wolf Hall, uh, the TV dramatization of Hilary Mantel's um, novels about Thomas Cromwell, whose nephew was the great-great-grandfather of Oliver Cromwell. So if we look at the politics of England in 1531, and I'm not talking about half past three, but 15, the year 1531, just to show how little has changed. In this dramatization, Thomas Cromwell is explaining to Harry Percy that Percy's claim on Anne Boleyn as his wife to prevent Henry VIII from marrying her is a dangerous one, mainly because of money. One word from me and all your debts will be called in. And what are they going to do? Bankers don't have armies. Neither will you without any money. The world is not run from where you think it is from border fortresses, even from Whitehall. The world is run from Antwerp, from Florence, from Lisbon, from wherever the merchant ships set sail off into the West. Not from castle walls, from counting houses, from the pens that scrape out your promissory notes. So believe me when I say that my banker friends and I will rip your life apart. Oh, for such honesty <laughs> in politicians these days. Ultimately, the argument to the purse is money equals power, power equals money. If you've got money, then you're powerful. If you've got power, you get money. That's fundamentally I mean, it. I think to, to a large extent, that's not a fallacy. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. The fallacy is that that is the right way for it to be, and those people deserve power. And that if you have power, you are better. Yeah, they deserve power because they're better or smarter or more likely to be right. Because they're rich. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And of course, they won't have it right. And so what so What Harry Percy in this bit, in claiming I'm already married to Anne Boleyn and she can't marry the king, he's trying to, to trump her um, the notion of money because he's indebted to people all over Europe. But he's got a title which has been conferred on him by the king in perpetuity. So that's... You know, I have this thing that is is powerful and therefore I am better than the, the king. Cromwell points out, well, there's one thing more powerful than power, which is money. And if we take all, all your money away, you'll have no power whatsoever. Two things struck me with that. One was nothing's changed for 500 years. And the other thing was that there's lots of doublespeak in. So here's Sunak, who is basically a, a merchant and a banker, a merchant banker, rhyming slang, rhyming slang <laughs> intended, uh -huh. who is hiding the fact that there's this innate belief in the Tory party that they've went to all the best schools, they have had their education funded, they have had their entry into the City of London and wealth subsidised by um, previous generations of money being gifted to them and therefore by god and divine right i am the, your leader sunak in a way is a bit more aware of the need to use double speak to hide that boris johnson just said it out 
loud. Nothing's changed at all. <laughs> <laughs> so in the fallacy in the wild, we like to look at the fallacy of the week from a non-political perspective. And uh, this week, mm-hmm. for want of a less punny phrase, there's an embarrassment of riches. Hey, yeah, so many, aren't there? I've got a couple more examples than I would normally have because I just, I love so many of these. They're so yeah. great. And there, and there were others that I could have picked, but I did yeah. cull them. So uh, we start with an amazing thing which is yeah. uh, back when Microsoft XP came out. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Microsoft made some adverts which went online. And this genuinely were made by Microsoft. Oh, my God. Yeah. And they mostly just took the piss out of Clippy, the annoying yeah, assistant yeah, yeah. that would pop up yeah. in the previous version of Microsoft and, and say, it looks like you're trying to write yeah, a letter. It looks Would you like, like you're some trying assistance? to trash the economy. Yeah. Would you like to? Yeah. And yeah. so they based their, their selling point of Microsoft XP as we've <laughs> got rid of Clippy. That was kind of the, what, they were, what yeah. they were doing. And, and Clippy yeah. in these ads was voiced by Gilbert Gottfried. And oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. And this yeah. is part of one of those ads. I hear we're upgrading to that new Office XP. Yes, I'm setting you up next. Too bad Office XP stinks. But I hear Office XP stinks. Really? Who says that? This plant does. Listen, I'm a tech guy. I make a lot more than this plant. Office XP is a great upgrade, and it doesn't have that paperclip. But I kind of like that paperclip. But I kind of like that... No, I don't. I, I hate that thing. Hey, plant? You're fired. Ah! <laughs> I was going to say, Gilbert Gottfried's going to be quite sweary. Yeah, yeah. And there's that assumption. I'm, a, I'm an IT guy. I get paid yeah. more than that plant. I make so more than this plant. Therefore, so therefore you XP should listen to me yeah. when I tell you that XP yeah. is a good upgrade and not listen to this underpaid plant. An inanimate object. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so yeah. then I went down a bit of a Gilbert Gottfried <laughs> rabbit hole yeah i know I've been and, there. Been and there. there's yeah. this brilliant joke 
that he tells. And yes, sometimes Gilbert Godfrey does get a little bit more sweary than that in the mm -hmm. Microsoft XP and, and that's certainly them. true. And, yeah. Uh, and yeah, this is one of his jokes. A man goes into a bank. <laughs> he goes into a bank, goes up to a white-haired lady by the desk and goes, yeah, I want to open a fucking bank account. <laughs> The woman goes, uh, what did you say? He said, I said I want to open a fucking bank account. She goes, you better watch your language or I'm going to get the manager. He says, why? Because I want to open a fucking bank account? So she storms off, gets the manager. Manager walks over to the man and goes, what seems to be the trouble here, sir? And he says, I want to open a fucking bank account $500,000. And a bank manager says, oh, and is this cunt giving you a hard time? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Money talks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. So there we Brilliant. go. Brilliant. So uh, our next example comes from Madagascar 3. Right. Uh, and uh, this was the, what was it, Escape to Europe or Escape from, this one is Europe. Most, Europe's Most Wanted, I think it was called. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And in yeah. this, the penguins are at a casino currently running okay. a scam and getting very rich yeah. uh, and kowalski knows what he wants to do with the money we'll pick up the hippies and fly back to new york in style can we buy an airbus a380 solid gold baby sir a solid gold plane wouldn't be able to fly kowalski will be rich the rules of physics don't apply to us <laughs> there you go <laughs> the ultimate thing <laughs> yeah so our next example is from the amazing series Cop Rock. Right. <laughs> I forgot about Cop Rock. <laughs> now, yeah. opening arguments patrons will yeah. know Cop Rock right. because Thomas and Andrew talked about it. They did a couple of episodes, I think, for their Lord Awful Movies yeah. um, patron series. If you haven't heard about Cop Rock, <laughs> it was a show from the 90s mm -hmm. which uh, Stephen Boschko, who did um, NYPD Blue yeah, and multiple yeah. other excellent yeah. shows yeah. did, came up with this idea where you should have a cop show which takes the policing and the drama completely seriously, totally straight-faced, mm -hmm. but also is a musical. <laughs> yep. So yep. every now and again they just burst out in, into song and the songs help to tell stories like a standard musical and, yep. you know, that, that's fine. It's just every, every episode has kind of four or five songs in it. Fucking brilliant. <laughs> Amazing TV. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. I loved it at the time. I rewatched yeah. it last year. Thought right. it was great again. <laughs> I unironically enjoy Cop Rock. And this episode, they um, are cracking down on basically yuppies and drugs. And so they are arresting some people in suits. That's your job was arresting criminals. Sir. What you're supposed to be doing is protecting us from them, not treating us like them. You see this white collar, I'm easy to spot. I'm into the powder, but I don't do a lot. It's not like I'm homeless or strung out on crack. With the taxes I pay, you should cut me some slack. But don't mess with my pursuit of happiness. It's American. I want my people back. <laughs> Brilliant. See this white collar. Yeah, so uh -huh. 
And it kind of feels, made me think, just listening to that again, apart from how brilliant it was, that Victorian notion of the deserving and undeserving poor. Absolutely, yeah. Just that, yeah. You know, the criminal this is, class. You know, his, I mean, the lyrics, I'm not, it's not like I'm homeless and strung yeah. out on crack. Yeah. You know, yeah, why yeah. are you arresting me? Why are you arresting I'm, me? I'm rich. Go and arrest them, yeah. <laughs> well, we, we arrested him because he's a criminal, yeah. sir. Well, yeah, we know you're, <laughs> he's a criminal. You've yeah. got him in the cells. Yes. He's, yeah, why are you arresting me? So... It's, I mean, it's it's utterly fucking mad, Cop Rock. It, yeah. it shouldn't exist, but I love that it exists. <laughs> it reminds me there was an episode of Scrubs where they oh, did yeah, it as a musical. Yeah. Didn't oh, they? many, many, yeah. epi- many, yeah. many shows have yeah. have musical episodes. They they mm. dip their toe in the water. Yeah. Buffy's musical episode, Once More with oh, Feeling, yeah. is, oh, God, is again. I am not taking the piss. One of the best TV shows ever. It is yeah. one of the best episodes of TV that has been made. Is the is once more with feeling the Buffy musical episode. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but this they threw themselves full into it for for, <laughs> for, for series. What, for what yeah. they could get of a season, they didn't make it to a full season. It was cancelled like <laughs> six episodes in. But oh my god, well, that, it's amazing. that must have just been fear <laughs> from the the. the to be honest, I don't. Above. It was inexplicably not that popular. Oh my god. I what? yeah I don't no. understand it's weird no. No. but no it's um it's all on YouTube I recommend it <laughs> I'm gonna watch it after <laughs> we finish this yeah well it also it's it's your kind of music storytelling music oh yeah 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 it's Definitely. absolutely perfect and the, yeah. and the way uh, yeah that it... I mean I love cop shows I love musicals what's yeah. not to love what's not to love <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. yeah it's like La La Land with cops uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, so perfect. our final example is is from The Simpsons. This is the episode where um, Mr. Burns hit Bart with his car yeah. and gets taken to court. Your Honor, my client has instructed me to remind the court how rich and important he is and that he is not like other men. I should be able to run over as many kids as I want. Oh. Oh. There you go. <laughs> He's not like other men. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's better. Yeah. better Absolutely. Than. He should oh, be should held be to a different to... standard. Yeah, and it, and of course the standard is is overtly written by those people who are rich. <laughs> yes. like, not only do we get to be held by the standard, but we write the standard against to, to which we are held, which is very much to our advantage. It's British politics currently, <laughs> and for the last twelve years, yeah. Yeah. So we're gonna we're gonna play fake news, folks. I love the game; it's a great game. I understand the game as well as anybody. As well as anybody. Yes, it's time for Fake News, the game where I read out three Trump quotes, two of which are real and one I made up, and Mark has to figure out which one is fake news. Given how much money I secretly transfer to your personal super pack <laughs> each episode, I think I should have won more of these than I have. Also, that money buys me the right to have this, my super injunction upheld so no one gets to hear that I'll pay, your, <laughs> pay you money each week to win. Oh, no, I see what I've done there. I've let the cat out of the <laughs> I think the fact that you're only on 52 out of 104 is an indication that maybe that's not enough money. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And you should maybe see because, if, you, because, if you were paying a but, more, yeah, reason, an, more significant amount of money, it's an indication, you'd be doing It's that an indication of how super rich I am. I'm, you know, and I should be held to that and should be being handed this on a plate, I am not like other men. It should be given. Give it should be paid attention to. I shouldn't have to work quite hard. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. 
But so, I, uh, hey, I'm dead on fifty percent. You know, yeah, I'm obviously, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 some of some of my money is going astray. Is yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this, you have the opportunity to remain above fifty percent or drop below it, oh, depending on how you do. Yeah, so yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Trump examples yeah. are. I mean, I've got plenty in the bank. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> but they are getting thinner on the ground oh, because thank God. since. Purely because since yeah. he announced his candidacy, yeah. I don't he's, think he's, he's left up. any of his own properties. He certainly hasn't done any rallies. Right. I don't think he's left Mar-a-Lago or like Bedminster or, you know, he's stayed on Trump grounds. I mean, right. it, it's possible he's worried about being arrested and he yeah. thinks he's got some kind of sanctuary. I wouldn't be surprised if that's why. Yeah. yeah. But he's just like he thinks he's Julian Assange in an embassy. Behind his back. Yeah. 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 It's, I don't know. But, um, is there such well, a thing as phainites in, do you have phainites in the US? Do you remember saying that as a kid? Well, that would be, you know, you Safe. get caught in the open. Yeah. You know, be, yeah so yeah. you cross your fingers or yeah. cross your fingers and bite your hand and go phainites. <laughs> and they go, oh, people just go, oh, no, fair yeah. enough. Can't, can't get it. you now. Can't yeah. get you now. Yeah. You yeah. don't, you don't take your shots. <laughs> no, that's because I'm, I'm richer than you are. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So the, mm-hmm. for that reason, yeah. these yeah. are from videos he's recently started releasing on Ooh. Trump social. Oh, okay. Um, and they tend to be scripted. Right, but Are they like hostage videos. They do, they do look a bit like hostage videos. Um, yeah. They they are scripted, but he can rarely stick to the script. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. he'll he'll frequently go off on a little bit of a digression. Yeah, which I can understand. Yeah, it's easily yeah. done. Yeah, he's a rich um, man. He's allowed to. But yeah. but then they leave. They edit it and they leave those in. And. <laughs> Yeah, why don't they just <laughs> cut them out? You know, there must be B-roll. There's several cameras, not just the one pointing against the white sheet. Yeah, surely. yeah. Uh, but yeah, these are these are hostage videos that he filmed yeah. and and released from from Mar-a-Lago. Okay, uh, and they are about the things that have been going on in politics because he likes to be, you know, a political mm-hmm. commentator. Yeah, um, obviously, yep. typically things that involve him. Um, and the first is about uh, the tax returns that were released. Ah, yes, yes. It's nothing but another deranged political yep. witch hunt which has been going on from the day I came down the escalator in Trump Tower. Although these tax returns contain relatively little information and not information that almost anybody would understand, they're extremely complex, the radical Democrats' behaviour is a shame upon the US Congress. This precedent must now be applied to the corrupt Democrats themselves. The new Republican House should immediately obtain the financial records of Joe Biden and his entire criminal enterprise, because that's exactly what it is. Mm-hmm. OK, well, I think actually... They, the tax returns of financial records of the Dems have been available. Oh, yeah. Only yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Biden released his tax returns before, yeah, yeah. before yeah, becoming before, president. Because yeah, exactly. that's what every that's other what, president know. has done other than <laughs> Trump, Trump since so, Nixon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, number mm-hmm. two mm-hmm. is in response to the January 6th committee uh, report that was released. Yeah. Uh, he said... Nobody cares what the unselect committee has to say. They are a group of radical left Democrats, communists and rhinos who nobody would ever have heard of if not for me. And they went after me knowing they had nothing, just like they did with the Russia, Russia, Russia hoax, which did nothing but prove I was one of the cleanest, most innocent presidents, if not the most innocent, there's ever been. It was brutal to watch how badly they failed in their crazy TV hearings, which got terrible ratings, by the way. (laughs) 
<laughs> I love that that little swipe there was on unselected committee. Very good. Yeah. Which is nothing to prove. I was one of the cleanest, if not the most. Yeah. Yeah. The most innocent? Can you have the most innocent? That's, yeah. that's yeah. a very dodgy measure to be measured against. Yeah. He was the most innocent president that we've had. Of all the presidents we've had, he was the most innocent. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Not completely innocent, just the most. Okay. Yeah, it's a sliding scale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number three mm-hmm. is about uh, how, as a country, America should basically a, wage war on Mexican drug cartels. Oh, okay. Uh, he said, The drug cartels and their allies in the Biden administration have the blood of countless millions on their hands. Millions and millions of families and people are being destroyed. When I'm back in the White House, the drug kingpins and vicious traffickers will never sleep soundly again. We did it once, and we did it better than anybody else. There's never been a better border than we had just two years ago. It was strong, it was powerful, and it was respected all over the world. It was none of those things, but, <laughs> but yeah. It's kind of, yeah, it's, it's odd, isn't it, that he's now got to, in the whole, let's make America great again, again. There's, there's an implicit assumption within that that it was shit when he was in office <laughs> so we did it once oh yeah no we're gonna have we won't let them sleep soundly we did it once well no you didn't because why would you need to do it again has it all gone tits up since biden got in is that what you're saying that's the theory yes that's the is, theory. That, is that He's trump basically made everything all. perfect yeah and that, and now yeah. biden has ruined it all ruined it all by breaking down the border that he yeah. failed to put in by basically not propping it up when a light wind blew it over. <laughs> <laughs> when kids are playing with the teeter-totter either side uh-huh. of it. Yes. So millions and millions of families, families and people. Families and people? <laughs> what, what are they? Families of families small, of small marsupials. <laughs> and other things that don't exist. Yeah. The Russia, Russia, Russia hoax. And now I've got a plot to Quite like number one. Uh, oh, it was strong. It was powerful. It was regular. Blah, blah, blah. Okay, okay. I, uh, mm, I think that number two is the one that you made up. Okay, and of the other two, which are you more convinced by? I think I'm more convinced by the the radical Democrats' behaviour. Number one. So say okay. so, yes, they got to reveal their tax returns and the criminal enterprise because <laughs> that's and exactly what it is. Number one mm-hmm. is yeah, real. It's nothing but Ooh. another deranged political witch hunt, which has been going on from the day I came down the escalator in Trump Tower. Although these tax returns contain relatively little information and not information that. Almost anybody would understand they're extremely complex. The radical Democrats' behavior is a shame upon the U.S. Congress. This precedent must now be applied to the corrupt Democrats themselves. The new Republican House should immediately obtain the financial records of Joe Biden and his entire criminal enterprise, because that's exactly what it is. So the radical Democrats and the corrupt Democrats, are they the same people? I guess oh, yeah. they are. Radically right. corrupt. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And that and the 
but just hearing him say <laughs> not is so he's got he's got hardly any information in there and it's not information that almost anybody will yeah, understand it's 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 extremely complex yeah but, but doesn't tell you anything no but, it, <laughs> but it's but, but almost anybody it's not information that almost it doesn't make sense <laughs> it's not information that anybody would understand but almost anybody is well not there's only a few people there's like just him yeah. basically and two other people would understand <laughs> this very him complex his, his accountant lack of information yeah, exactly because nothing in it but what there is in it <laughs> the three or four lines yeah, of the spreadsheet basically there's nothing there and people. what there is there you wouldn't understand anyway you understand, but there's nothing there <laughs> so don't look and if you can look it's only it can only be seen by people who but not almost anybody yeah yeah and his so, criminal, and he kind of you can tell that that scripted bit his entire criminal enterprise and then yeah. he's, he's 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 measured it that's exactly what breathe, he is breathe, breathe up to entire criminal enterprise, but can't help himself he's got to have a little thing in there to go yeah yeah what this is just written i believe it too yeah God, so you also think that number three is real i, I do I'm, I'm beginning to doubt it but yeah and number three, yeah, is real. The drug cartels and oh. their allies in the Biden administration have the blood of countless millions on their hands. Millions and millions of families and people are being destroyed. When I'm back in the White House, the drug kingpins and vicious traffickers will never sleep soundly again. We did it once, and we did it better than anybody else. There's never been a better border than we had just two years ago. It was strong, it was powerful, and it was respected all over the world. It's terrible when he goes off script, isn't it? <laughs> that whole thing, that kind of, like when he goes, yeah. Families and uh, people. Blood, blood <laughs> of countless millions on their hands. Just leave it there. Leave it there. And then he had to kind of go, millions and millions. He couldn't even find, couldn't have his mouth quick enough. Millions and millions of families and people. Uh-huh. Okay, can you get people with without their having been I mean, families? Some people have no family. Yeah, but they would have come from a family. Hey, there was families, but because... you know, you you can just there are people you could destroy where you wouldn't be destroying a family because their okay. family is already dead. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. Okay. <laughs> For example, uh, that's not okay. That's not just there are very the, few. The inner, no, the inner mafiosi. <laughs> There are, there. there are a few family. There are very few families you could destroy without also destroying people. But the other oh, way around, I, I see. I if see, you put yes. a bit of effort in, yeah. you could you find, find people, people without families. So, uh, oh, you yes. have got that correct. Woo! You are now officially above fifty percent. Oh right. And yeah. Uh, and yeah, what a way to start a new year. What a way to start a new year. Yeah, see the <laughs> the payments have finally <laughs> they come paying through. off. <laughs> Finally coming good. You see, all you need to do is, yeah, get above a certain pay threshold. People respect you for being good. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. And it's time for the part of the show that this week, at least, mm-hmm. is called George Santos is not a logical fallacy. Because, I mean, yeah. uh, it, you could be forgiven for assuming 
that during the time we've been away, a lot of stuff's happened, and we yeah. would want now to talk about yeah. the January 6th committee report or Trump's yeah. tax returns or uh-huh. the criminal referrals yeah. from the January 6th committee to the DOJ yeah. or just like 16 other things that have happened yeah. in, like the, in the three weeks since we did an episode. Proper grown-up stuff. Yeah. yeah. yeah but but, no. but frankly, the January 6th committee report is yeah. 845 pages and I do occasionally have to sleep. So yeah. we haven't quite got to that yet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but also, we couldn't not talk no. about George Santos, who it seems was in some kind of competition with Herschel Walker yeah. for, for who could lie the most on the I campaign know, it's trail. Kind of, it's almost like the pair of them studied the playbook <laughs> from Trump. Well, he's got to be. They must have read... Mary Trump's book, they've watched everything that Trump's ever said and decided what we're going to do is just invent our, uh, and that you can get away with making shit up, as we know from Jacob Wall. You just kind of, yeah. you just make anything up and people will eventually vote you in. But it's like they and- went from Trump lies and he got elected to Trump yeah. lies and therefore got elected. And, therefore, and so <laughs> yeah. that's yeah, what yeah, we yeah. need to They've do. They've made a causal it's like, connection. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah. that's the only so way to do, do it. And, and weirdly, weirdly, he's he's now member-elect. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, he's now yeah. been sworn in because they, they, yeah. uh, yeah. they did it. They managed it, finally, <sighs> after a little bit of difficulty. I think we should do it as a kind of, <laughs> you know, at some point, I thought that there would be like a Mission Impossible bit where he tears his mask off. Mission Impossible <laughs> slash Scooby Doo slash Sasha Baron Cohen. But he go, ah, you see, it was a scam all along. It's just to show how gullible you stupid American voters I mean, on the right wing are. I'm not. Are. I'm not ruling it out. No, <laughs> sorry. It's, it's just not enough footage. As yeah. far as I'm concerned, I haven't reached that. <laughs> kind of bit where you just get over about two-thirds footage. You go, oh, yeah, I'm comfortable now. I've got enough yeah. for an edit. We're kind of maybe not there yet. Yeah, so he's got to run out. He's got to be in um, in the house. He's got to be parting of, you know, part of passing of a bill. He's got to do some politics in order to and, – and pass something that's absolutely outrageous before he can do the, the reveal for it to make a proper film. Yeah. Yeah. Got yeah. to do that. Yeah. 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 It's not like that, though. It's real. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, basically, George Santos has pretty much lied about everything he's ever said. Yeah, and anything he's ever done. Yeah, yeah. And he look, and you look at him, and he looks like Peter Parker, and he's and he kind of think, what? How? He's only twelve. How has he done all of this stuff that he's lied about? And yeah, I did. I did get confirmed. You know that my. My fears of him only being twelve um, <laughs> were were put to bed by New York. The New York Post who said, "No, no, no he's thirty-four. Mm. He, he's only thirty-four. <laughs> it's what? And he, yeah, he's graduated from this. So fundamentally, there is a, a rap sheet as long as your arm. Somebody described it as it's as long as it's like it's like a CVS receipt." Absolutely, Uh they come out there five hundred feet long. Yeah. Well, where is where is the broccoli I bought? Where is that? Where is that? Oh yeah, it was money off. Yeah. 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 He's oh god. I mean, the weirdest things that he's lied about, and it's just, it's. 
I mean, like I said about the, the, it seems like he thinks lying is how you get elected. Yeah. I don't, I, there's a lot of stuff I don't know why you would bother. Like, yeah. for example, being Jewish. Just a small <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah. The, Just no, the big no. one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't yeah. he say to, you know, a proper um, gathering of Jewish, potential Jewish voters <laughs> that he was a proud american jew he did he he right. had yeah uh he yeah. said that he was a proud american jew uh who had been to israel numerous times yeah um and that his grandparents uh escaped the holocaust right uh, which his maternal grandparents specifically yeah. uh which is which is weird because they uh were born in brazil and oh. it seems okay. probably never left brazil so so didn't i mean they did escape the holocaust in as much as they were never anywhere near the holocaust yeah so they They escaped lived ever being troubled by the holocaust at all yeah right but that's a that's a strong claim to the jewish community because that kind of that gives you credibility that you that you take the plight of the Jewish um, nation? Can we say nation? Of the, you know, the, yeah. the that's a serious they, yeah. thing, and you've you've got chops if you're if you if that's where you get your Jewishness from, and the 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 strength of feeling and advocating for the rights of from, and for that to be a lie. Yeah, I mean, they also probably weren't Jewish. Believe your... the, the grandparents, they they were Catholic. Uh, okay, <laughs> okay. <laughs> so not Jewish. So even if they right. hadn't been in Brazil, it, yeah, they would yeah. have had less of an issue. And uh, yeah. he claims yeah. what he's the, the maddest thing that he said since all this came out right. is is that um, he didn't. He never claimed to be Jewish, which is an absolute lie. He's yeah, he lied say, about the lie he told. Yeah, but he, he said, say proud American Jew. No, no. Right? He said yeah. that, that um, it was a thing that he would say to people was that because his, uh, he had learned that his maternal ancestors had a Jewish background, that meant he was Jew-ish. <laughs> that's terrible. Yeah. That's... What? That's... <laughs> What? Oh yeah, no, that's a gag I always make. Yeah, you know, I'm Jewish. That's mad. Then you would just get ostracized by the entire Jewish community anyway if you did that. Oh, definitely. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. Fuck? I mean, uh, yeah. Well, and um, how is that? How how does that have any meaning at all anyway? I don't, it's, no. <laughs> oh, from, no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I am a, a Catholic. I was brought up a Catholic, but I'm Jewish. Based, based on what? I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, if you were going I'm to somewhat, say it like that somewhat, for some... For somewhat what, of a Jew. For whatever weird reason, if you were going to say it like that, you would have to leave a very clear gap, wouldn't you? Yeah. Between Jew <laughs> yes, and Ish. Jew and Ish. <laughs> and, and, and... Like you... I'm and, Jew and then go and make a cup of tea and then come and back come and back Ish. Ish. And yeah. you could really only, only get away with that if you were Jewish. Like, Someone who's Jewish... Cult- like culturally Jewish, someone yeah. who doesn't is non-practicing Jew. Yeah, yeah. Arguably, could make that joke. Prob- possibly have. Um, yeah. But but yeah, no. As this is not this is not appropriate. I mean, but but I mean, I was going to say not the worst 
thing he's done right. or said or right. claimed um yeah. uh, it's it's up there it's in the yeah. the top rank because there are plenty of reasonably inoffensive things he's claimed yeah. like right. working for Citigroup and Goldman Sachs neither yeah. of whom or even, have heard or of even him graduating from a certain school graduating from, yeah graduating from any school <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah. he went to a, apparently went to a prep school in the Bronx but didn't graduate and the school just kind of held their hand up and went yeah yeah no when did yeah no never heard of him we Who's would that? there were it's a prep school <laughs> We would have a list yeah. because we take registration at the beginning of each day and somebody calls out your name and you say, yeah, present. Nobody, A, called out the name and two, nobody ever said present. No, nope, they write it down that when that yeah. stuff happens and he yeah. isn't written down. <laughs> if you're um, not there, that's, <laughs> that's also, if you're yeah. absent, you're yeah. on a list, but you're absent. He wasn't on the list. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, he, he also, <laughs> following the graduating from that prep school he didn't go to yeah. he claimed that he went to new york university and baruch yeah. college and uh, got degrees in finance and economics neither of those two institutes have ever heard of him much less awarded him a degree. yeah turns out he hasn't actually been to any uh university at all he doesn't have a degree that might explain his lack of education <laughs> he was too busy reading the art of the deal uh, yeah um, and then, and then, having not graduated from any university, yeah. he he didn't go and work for Citigroup, um, <laughs> although he claimed he did. On the, uh, but the years that he says he was working at Citigroup, Citigroup didn't exist anymore. <laughs> they, yeah, they had been sold off. Yeah, mm. yeah, which is okay. you know it would make it harder to clarify. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, okay, but. Yeah, he uh, he also didn't work for Goldman Sachs, and yeah. um, he also didn't mm -hmm. own thirteen properties, mm. which he claimed he did own. Mm. Um, oh, because didn't he moan about in the pandemic? He moaned about the fact that he wasn't able to 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 evict people for non-payment of rent. So yeah, it's really hard on landlords. He's having to pay tax. Rent freeze. Yeah, I can remember. We I think we talked about that coming up, and. Um, you know, oh, pity me, the rich man. But it turns out he didn't own them at all. No. So he wasn't, he had non-existent No, he doesn't own, he, not even, he doesn't, like, have a house of his own. Oh, okay. <laughs> He's, it's not like he doesn't own multiple properties. Right. He was living at the time, uh, like, at now, he, in, right. in, in his sister's house, like, in her basement. <laughs> he is... He is staying with uh, with a family member. He yeah. he is looking to buy a house, supposedly. Right. I mean, that's probably right. another lie. But if someone yeah. gives him some yeah, yeah. money, if, yeah. So how? But he, so, yeah, he doesn't have a house, a so where, a property at all. So where did he get? And wasn't there also something when he was at Goldman Sachs that he did something when he, when he wasn't at Goldman Sachs? When yeah. he wasn't at Goldman Sachs, <laughs> he didn't attend a conference and hold people to account. At a conference that was organised, that was organised by Hattie Scaramucci, <laughs> by the Mooch. I mean, what's the first thing you do? Bring him up, and you go, uh -huh. yeah. So this thing you cop, do you remember that? Oh yeah, no, I remember writing that. Okay, George Santos, right? You know him. Oh yeah, yeah, the guy that's just got elected. Yeah, yeah. He stood up and said something, you know, kind of against policy from Goldman Sachs. And the Mooch would just go, I, I. This Wait never a minute, happened. Wait a minute. Never happened. Let me just uh -huh. go back through the minutes. 
No, you've got to, in order to get away with it, yeah. choose something that is unverifiable. Yeah, absolutely. Not yeah. by the mooch who's still alive, still needs some kind of media recognition, who will gladly <laughs> tell you all you need to know. Yeah. yeah. And not, for example, claim that four of the victims of the Pulse nightclub shooting uh, were, were employed by your company, like were, were your employees. No, that is much that... worse than saying you're Jewish. Yeah, yeah, it is. What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is, again, pretty easy to check, given that... Yes, Like, yes. we know who died at the Pulse nightclub. Exactly. And, and we what can they work did, out we know, for example, for. that none of them worked for the same company. There weren't, like, multiple people who all... Who were up. colleagues yeah. in that. Yeah. So there weren't four people there who all worked for the same company. They oh, Yeah. No, it's just God. a just a lie. Just what was the other one? There there's been talk about his claim that his mother died um in or as a result of nine eleven. Right. Which again is fucking awful to to claim yeah. that if it's not yeah. true. Yeah. She could but she can't deny it. She's not alive anymore. No. That's the thing to the do. Thing, but he... Yeah, he's, people. he yeah. claimed that, and then, again, when she did die mm-hmm. in 2016, announced that, or there was an obituary, and obviously that's 15 years after 9-11. So, right. so people thought, well, that might not be true then. Um, yeah. It, yeah. It, it's not definitely not true, because I don't know what she died of, and people yeah. did... Yeah. Get she, cancer as a result of being at Ground Zero. Um, but did she work in the role that he said she did? Well, no, there is that because right. he did claim she was not just an executive yeah. at a at a financial institution in yeah. the Twin Towers. He claimed that she was the first female executive at a major financial institution. Well, that would be newsworthy. That would then. be that would be someone would have the kind that down. of thing you yeah. could check. Yeah. Except if it's in the, if the if the records of that disappeared with the towers, yeah, like if they of... were in if they were in Building Seven and yeah. it was part of what got destroyed, sure. Yeah. But um, yeah. but no, the the New <laughs> York saying, Times. Oh yeah, all the records of that <laughs> were lost when the Library of Alexandria was burned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The New York yeah. Times did a quick check mm-hmm. and found yeah. that that actually his mum was a housekeeper. Uh, oh, not oh, a okay. not the first not a, an executive at a major okay. financial institution. Yeah. So, so it, well, that's it, the second thing that you could find out. It, first thing you yeah. find out is that she wasn't the female. Yeah, yeah. And they go, well, then what find is, out what, what she, she actually did. Yeah, what did she actually do? Yeah. So okay. it, so it makes it a bit less likely she was at at the World Trade Center on nine eleven. Um, yeah. Yeah. But oh, right. But it's still it's not definitely not true. Unless she was but, doing but housekeeping. It's, there. In, it's possible. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's the <laughs> right. charity that he claimed he founded. Okay. Friends of Pets United, which sounds like he saw the website Friends Reunited and want just, <laughs> just yeah. shove the word pets in there. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. Friends of or, Pets United. Well, there's an actual charity called Pets United, and what they've yeah. done is set up a fan page, uh-huh. and, and uh, which, and then did he? He's got to have raised funds against that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Well, he claimed he ran never... the charity, um, right? Okay. Uh, which, which, um, well, <laughs> the New York Post says Facebook mm-hmm. posts show the group existed, which isn't. That's not evidence. 
That is no. not evidence. That no. is Facebook posts show someone did a Facebook post. Post, yeah. <laughs> That's all that oh, it's is a evidence post. It's of. not even a page. <laughs> oh, okay. It's not right. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but the uh, like the authorities, the people who would be expected to know about these kinds of things, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, like, like the IRS. Registrations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the yeah. New, new Jersey Attorney General's to allow office. you not to pay tax. Uh-huh. Yeah, the people yeah. who hold the records of official charities. Yeah, they say yeah, it's not that's not a thing. Doesn't, that wasn't doesn't real. Okay. Um, but yeah, he did try to raise money, or he did raise money. Supposedly, mm-hmm. uh, he yeah. held a fundraiser for a a different animal rescue group. Um, who then said they never actually got any of that money. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because, because, okay, so when you run for office, it costs money. Given that he doesn't own any properties, he's sleeping on his sister's couch. <laughs> is that where the money for the fundraising for the Animal Rescue Group went? Or did he just well, buy the, the suit? He's a I mean, that was in 2017. That can't even afford a suit. That, that he right. did that. So yeah. um, it's not clear where that money went. I mean, it mm. seems like... Uh, given that he didn't work for um, Goldman Sachs or Citigroup yeah. or anyone like that, maybe he yeah. didn't. I don't know who if he did work or who he worked for, so maybe he just needed some money and thought yeah. that's a good way to is to pretend you're raising it for animals or something. I don't know. Oh, yeah, um, well, you're bound to get lots of people that send you it, yeah. trusting folk. Who yeah, I mean, he animals. can't. Yeah. He, he wouldn't do something like, like, you know, cashing other people's checks, for example. Um, no. That would be... I mean, well, he did do that in Brazil. Uh, ah, yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> slightly frowned upon. It's a bit incri- of a crime. Criminal, bit of a, bit crime, of a crime. Bit of yeah. a kind of crimey type thing in legal yeah. circles. That's a bit, bit of a no-no. Yeah, yeah, but it's. A, but I mean, it was in against... Brazil. So unless he goes oh, back yeah. to Brazil, it's um, it's prob- he's probably fine. Because yeah, yeah, because the Brazilian authorities they were looking into that, but mm-hmm. they kind of when they couldn't find him. They yeah. they stopped looking into it. They just decided, you know, well, we this is that's one of those things we're never gonna get any yeah. resolution on. Now that he's now, now that he's, popped he's up shown a, up, <laughs> an elected member yeah. of yeah, they've revived party. the case yeah. and and have said that They've essentially. Got to go, oh, that's if, the same guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there now, he if is. he goes back to Brazil, he's probably gonna not. Yeah, get away can with they, that. Can he get extradited to Brazil? Does that? I mean, happen? I doubt if just for a, for for. Cashing a couple of checks, I don't think he could probably mm. get extradited for that. Um, but it's a bit like that. Didn't we talk about her recently? There was a TV series made about her, this woman that pretended to be um, a Russian heiress. heiress. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and cashed a lot of checks and you know lived this entire lifestyle and was vilified for it. And here, they just elect him, elect him to office. That's where yeah. she went wrong. She should have... <laughs> Should have run for office. Run Absolutely. For office. Don't I mean, get away with it. Honestly, that is a that is potentially his defence. <laughs> if if right. in this instance he gets yeah. um if there is some attempt to charge him for essentially lying to get campaign contributions. Because yeah. because you can it's completely legal to lie to people to get them to vote for you. That's fine. There's the the right. US there, there's it's almost required. Um, yeah. It's yeah. but but lying to get money in order uh, to run for office. your campaign. So to get well, if you lie for, for money, if you lie yeah. and pe- and get people to give you money based on the lies you tell, yeah, that's fraud. Right. There's there's it's more of a grey area 
if yeah. you're if the money is so that you can run for office. <laughs> oh, okay, because that's it's fine to lie and get elected. So if you're lying about <laughs> getting money to get elected, yeah, it's, it's a little bit. There's a bit. Of, oh, it's well, not yeah, so clearly fraud. Yeah, I mean it is. Yeah, clear. It's, it's still clearly, clearly fraud, fraud. But in the eyes, it's of the, not quite yeah, clear. Yeah, <laughs> based yeah. on U.S. criminal law, it's not quite so. So right. very clear. So it's possible that he has committed crimes in in raising money. I mean, it's almost yep. certain that he's committed campaign finance violations because there's a whole thing about a huge m- amount of money that he loaned his campaign, like his his mm-hmm. uh, company, right. a company that he runs. Yeah loaned money to his campaign of like seven hundred thousand dollars or something well, like I that. I thought that was a limit. You had to declare. Each there is over five thousand personal donations, right? But companies can yeah. donate to huge uh, campaigns, yeah, larger amounts. It still has no, to be. But don't you have to declare that? You have so. to. Be, has to be declared, and it yeah. was declared. But yeah, um, the argument is that um, this wasn't actually money that his company had. Oh, okay. it was money that he put in to the company. So that it could loan it to his campaign. So essentially, he's used it's he's used personal funds to yeah to it's still being looked into where where that money came from and whether that is indeed um, allowed and and it's looking well it's it's being investigated. Let's just put it that way. And given the number of other things that he has done which weren't (laughs) ideal, (laughs) it would be in some ways surprising. If that was fully on the level, certainly there's they've released yeah. a uh, a set a, a um, kind of spreadsheet of expenses, of which a a suspicious number of things hmm. come to exactly one hundred ninety nine dollars ninety nine, which there has been a um, there's been speculation. I don't know whether this is true that there's some kind of two hundred dollar limit on on keeping receipts for stuff. Right the, on on these things. So so they're basically saying, you know, oh, they don't. No, no one looks at anything if it's under no. two hundred. No. So, as, as self-employed freelancers, we yeah. know that there's certain things that you can write off against tax, and certain things that you can't. Yeah. And and that if you tried pulling that, you know the the. The HMRC, His Majesty's Revenue and Customs, Revenue and yeah. Customs, will be straight on you. Go, yeah. I noticed you've got sixteen <laughs> things here that are thirty-four ninety-nine. Uh, yeah. It's quite it's, yeah, conveniently below the thirty-five, yeah. bit, which means we won't look into it. But because there are sixteen, <laughs> we will yeah. look into it. Well, yeah. he has he has thirty-nine separate <laughs> transactions. Thirty-seven, sorry, thirty-seven separate transactions that are one hundred ninety-nine dollars ninety-nine exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um which are yeah. which include things like, you know, flights and coffee and like like it ran <laughs> completely like things that aren't worth that amount of money. Yeah. Yeah. Um you so would have to be it's... really diligent to make sure that you were doing that. You'd have to uh-huh. keep the receipts. It's yeah. suspicious. Let's leave it yeah. <laughs> leave it that. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. It's it, it would lead you to if, if we were for the IRS, happened. we would be we would be wanting to look at those things. Yeah, yes. yeah it's the kind of thing that that makes you want to know more information. Uh, so, yes. without you know, without any suspicion, just yeah, where's that coming from? The thing that that um, jumped out for me in this, 
in this whole report. It said, yeah, there are questions around the $700,000 that he he loaned his own campaign when he won against Robert Zimmerman. And I was thinking, thinking, Bob Dylan running for office? (laughs) No, I had to go look him up. It's nothing like Bob Dylan. It's fine. You know, that's it. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that was, you know, it's the kind of thing Bob Dylan would do late <laughs> in life. Yeah, do you know what? I'm going to run for office. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. So, but needless to say, none of the people what elected Santos are particularly bothered by this. Is that true to say? Well, it's hard to tell at the moment because he's only just taken his seat, essentially. And all uh, literally yesterday or this morning. And yeah, one thing is that when he showed up, as all of the uh, the members elect showed up yeah. to Congress, um, yeah. he was a bit of a pariah, at least for the first couple of days. No one really talked to him at all. There's a mm-hmm. lot of photos from Getty and from yeah. uh, you know C-SPAN and, and people of, of him just we'll on his own, sitting yeah. like you do at a party when you don't know anyone, you're just kind of on your phone <laughs> and you're trying to... yeah. yeah. Trying to make yeah. out like you're perfectly happy sitting by yourself. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. You wanted this. You prefer it actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of there's a lot of shots like that. And then <laughs> after like two or three days, I think Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene started talking to him, and it's like, oh, these guys. Yeah, that you found your group. That's, that's the problem. Yeah, that's yeah. kind of the problem, isn't it? You, you, know, you do all that stuff, and that in a way, that's the kind of. Um, the 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 upshot that we want him to suffer so again you end up being yeah you turn up at the party having blagged your way in and then the only people that talk to you are the likes of matt gates <laughs> and marjorie taylor green and he's just go oh no yeah you see that and then the, the we just we could just stand back and go right well you've got your just desserts nothing we need to do <laughs> yeah it's that moment when you know your own shame is enough to uh, to but yeah wow and finally some things we really don't have time to talk about the january 6th committee report is pretty much the definition of something we really don't have time to talk about but of course we're not going to let it go completely this week so here are a few of the crazier takeaways we learned for example that trump wanted to trademark the phrase rigged election <laughs> that hope hicks and ivanka's chief of staff were more concerned about the damage the insurrection was doing to their future job prospects than the damage yeah. it did to democracy mm-hmm. and that trump was more directly involved in the fake electors scheme than we previously knew meanwhile we learned from his tax returns that he paid more in foreign taxes than us taxes for several years that he had a chinese bank account while he was president despite claiming he closed it in 2015, and that he probably didn't donate his presidential salary in 2020, even though a whole army of MAGA supporters on social media constantly rely on that claim to prove what an awesome guy he is. Oh, and one more thing, which will shock you to the core, so I hope you're sitting down. Remember he said he couldn't release his taxes himself because he was being audited by the IRS? That was a lie. No. I know, I can hardly believe it myself. We will definitely talk in more detail about these things, as well as the criminal referrals to the DOJ. But first, I might have to find a solution to the annoying need to sleep, eat, and occasionally do my actual job. (laughs) If anyone has one of those time-turner things from Harry Potter, hook me up. There you go. Yeah. And we could read through the 800 (laughs) pages. Yeah. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And despite this truism, Kevin McCarthy soldiered on. 
in a bizarre principles-shedding mashup of Groundhog Day and Theresa May's repetitive Brexit withdrawal deal debacle, he finally got to be Speaker of the House of Representatives. On our The Right Wing Don't Do list, let's simply add shame. Or did we know that already? Yeah, we knew that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> determined was Kev to become the voice of the United GOP in the House that over 15 rounds of voting and three excruciating days, he was seen giving away the goods, the store, the shirt off his back and his soul to Trump, who, as we know, can deliver the goods when it comes to chipping Republicans over the phone to just find the right number of votes. Eventually, McCarthy dragged his beaten, abused, debased carcass across the line, all integrity shattered, but still smiling as if nothing had changed since his stalwart stand on many issues was defiled and demolished in the pursuit of power, position and office. As giggling, popcorn-chunking Democrats pointed out, if he's going to be this malleable in order to win, how's he going to negotiate between the warring factions of the GOP, let alone across the aisle? In a display of Republican unity, ha-ha, McCarthy eventually won by four votes, only because some of his own party simply didn't vote that round. Untrustworthy and vainglorious Florida man Matt Gates, among Republican holdouts who refused to support McCarthy in all rounds of voting, accused McCarthy of pursuing an exercise of vanity and said there is insufficient trust amongst GOP lawmakers in the House Republican leader. McCarthy quipped after finally getting the gavel to bang. My father always told me, it's not how you start, it's how you finish. Which A, I guess is how his father got to be a father. And B, remind me how that worked with Trump in January 6, 2020 again. Hmm. With no speaker in post, there's been no Congress sworn in and thus no one to enforce the rules about what could be broadcast from the House. So C-SPAN have broadcast days of riveting, unfettered footage of fighting and flip-flopping, failure and frustration. The nation finally got to see the shameless, unprincipled bargaining and backsliding it takes to get your name over the door. Though if Parliament TV in the UK is anything to go by, it won't stop viewers from voting them in regardless. There was a, a bit of a hot mic moment on CNN when McCarthy did that. Um, it's not yeah. how you start, it's how you finish bit. Yeah. Where after he said that, Dana Bash could be heard saying, oh, for Christ's sake. <laughs> <laughs> One of the Republican representatives voting against McCarthy as Speaker was Anna Paulina Luna from Florida who is at the moment in a legal battle of her own. She's suing a friend of Roger Stone's called Matt Tito for claiming she's a witch. Literally, a witch. The last Republican candidate who had to defend herself against claims of witchcraft was Delaware's Christine O'Donnell, who famously made a campaign ad in 2010, which started with her saying, I'm not a witch. <laughs> 2010? I thought you were going to say 1650. Yeah, yeah. no, right. no, this is back when calling someone a witch would have been a bit of yeah, a weird thing yeah. in politics. But, yeah... Um, O'Donnell did admit to dabbling in witchcraft, but Luna says the claims made against her are not true. Tito stands by it, telling the Daily Beast, I didn't wake up one morning when I was going on the Bubba the Love Sponge show and say I'm going to pull a bunch of stuff out my ass and talk about it. Oh yeah, did I not mention the claim was made on the, I assume, paragon of journalistic integrity, the Bubba the Love Sponge radio show? <laughs> <laughs> on which he did pull a bunch of stuff out of his ass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Tito says he learned about it from Hispanics for Trump associate, 
Paloma Zuniga, oh, okay. who doesn't seem to be mentioned in the lawsuit. But the kind of people who both support Trump and believe in literal witches appear to be convinced. Failed GOP congressional candidate Omar Navarro told the Daily Beast the rumours must be accurate because so many people were repeating them, saying, it's got to be true to a certain extent. <laughs> it's fair to say that it's spread among people in the Republican Party. Let them fight, I say. <laughs> Still looking like a squeezed and even more impotently angry Ron Swanson, Mike Lindell is keeping 2020 alive in a way no Republicans really think is relevant anymore by maintaining that Ron DeSantis's 2022 election win was illegitimate. Oddly, DeSantis, you remember, is a member of the Republican Party and brought about an extraordinary flip when he won Miami-Dade County, a traditional Democrat stronghold. And rather than put that flip down to neighbour down the road Trump's power and influence, old pillow-faced Lindell is keeping the mega flag flying by whining on behalf of Trump in the face of Trump's likeliest rival in any bid for the presidential nomination in 2024. Lindell's reasoning comes from the fact that he himself looks at deviations. DeSantis in 2022, that's a deviation. I don't believe it. Previous deviant pro-Trump behaviour on Mikey's part have left him facing more than $1.3 billion lawsuits filed by voting technology companies Dominion and Smartmatic. But in another appeal to wealth, he boasts of having already spent $25 million pushing his baseless fraud claims related to the 2020 presidential election. So he must be right, yeah? There's that joke that goes, I dreamt I was eating a giant marshmallow and when I awoke, my pillow was gone. Can somebody just check the inside of Lindell's head for feathers? On second thoughts, let's just remake horse feathers with Trump, DeSantis and Lindell, only they can none of them talk. Mm -hmm. They say you should write what you know. So right-wing commentator Dennis Prager wrote an article on his website before Christmas about all the evil liberals who refuse to invite their conservative parents round for Christmas just because they're hateful bigots, forcing them to sit at home alone, watching It's a Wonderful Life and identifying with Mr Potter. Prager says he knows of this firsthand and complains how unfair it is that just because he sucks as a human, he doesn't get to see his grandkids. It's totally on one side as well, you understand. Conservative families don't cut off their grandparents simply for voting for Biden. Which, to be fair, probably does happen a lot less often. But on the other hand, they do cut off their own children for being gay, not believing in the same invisible sky daddy, or believing crazy things like Black Lives Matter. The thing is, in my admittedly limited experience, liberals tend to bite their tongue and try to get along for a couple of days, like I did this Christmas when my GB News-watching brother-in-law explained why nurses are all very well off, actually. Or a colleague of mine did when his mother arrived for Christmas and announced in lieu of a greeting, we are anti-woke. Maybe we don't get ostracised because we can read a fucking room. <laughs> Brilliant. Andrew Tate. If you don't know who he is, that probably means you're not an incel, cishet misogynist out to reassert your rights over your need to assert your rights over women. And if you're not one of his followers who can no longer get him freely, accessibly on Twitter, YouTube or TikTok, you probably know him because he got utterly owned recently <laughs> by just the kind of person that would make him rue it the most, Greta Thunberg. Tweeting Greta in December after Elon allowed him back on the platform, I have 33 cars, my Bugatti has a W16 8-litre quad turbo, my two Ferrari 812 Competiciones have 6.5-litre V12s, and this is just the start. 
please provide your email address so I can send a complete list of my car collection and their respective enormous emissions. Greta replied almost immediately, yes, please do enlighten me. Email me at smalldickenergy at getalife.com. And TikTok exploded with memes of Tate wondering why all the emails kept getting bounced back. Tate is one of those bandwagon-jumping alt-right sub-QAnon conspiracy pizza cake theorists making money off basement-dwelling guys who wonder why they can't get girls by getting them to subscribe to his Hustlers University and advising them on crypto, stock investing and freelancing for all aspiring alpha males. You know, the kind of people that hailed Trump as an exemplary example of alpha maleness and who are blind to the law-breaking, grifting chicanery that Trump and Tate and their ilk peddle. Ex-kickboxer and ex-spelled Big Brother UK contestant. Yeah, these escape the Matrix, beat the wife types all are, aren't they? Tate also posted a video of himself smoking a cigar and eating pizza in Romania, where he says he moved because of a more relaxed sexual assault laws. Well, not so much. Romanian authorities seized his cars and assets and detained him under investigation for human trafficking and rape. Greta sealed the deal with a scything tweet. This is what happens when you don't recycle your pizza boxes. I have had the crying with laughter emoji as a kind of visual earworm ever <laughs> since. Having watched Trump panic about his tax returns being released, Kevin McCarthy repeatedly lose votes to become Speaker, and Andrew Tate get arrested, I was pretty sure my Schadenfreude well was dry. Actually, I was pretty sure the entire National Schadenfreude Reserve was in need of a top-up. But then I watched a video, and I'm beginning to wonder if the capacity for Schadenfreude might be infinite. The video, which I'll link in the show notes, features a couple of upstanding members of the Bakersfield community attempting to burn down an immigration centre. Now, these two aren't idiots. They came prepared with plenty of flammable liquid, which they proceeded to splash all around the walls and the parking lot to make sure it was a good blaze. Then, while Patriot number 1 was still spinning in circles, spraying accelerant in all directions, Patriot number 2 stood in a pool of flammable liquid, bent down and set it alight. <laughs> If you're a bit smarter than these two geniuses, you might see what's coming, but they didn't. The accelerant accelerated things, and the guy nearest the flames ran away with his legs on fire, and his friend panicked and fell over twice, giving the flames time to reach him too. Neither seemed badly hurt, which I think means we can all enjoy the video wherever we sit on the Nazi-punching approval spectrum. I've certainly enjoyed it several times. I'm happy to say the fire department quickly arrived and dealt with the fire, but the arsonists are still at large. Probably not for long, though, as a worker at the immigration centre told Vice the men dropped their phones during the escape, and they're now in the hands of the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> Marvellous. In January, Rishi Sunak delivered a speech, like the head boy pleased with his homework he'd done over Christmas, in order to address the nation fundamentally fed up with his unelected, unrepresentative leadership playing politics with rail workers, postal workers and nurses' actual lives. Instead of agreeing to negotiate with the elected representatives of those workers, he revealed five things, ranging from inevitable to highly unlikely ever to happen, which he then pretended were the people's priorities. We're then supposed to judge him on his efforts in order to make it look like he was actually in charge of doing stuff without setting any timescales, of course, in case all or none of it happens by itself. He is thus the homeopathic cure for the nation's ills. 
Whilst very light on details, in true we will deliver and hold me accountable Tory style, make them vague, and thus you can attribute anything back to, yeah, I did that. They boil down to thing one, make it illegal to strike and remove workers' rights just after our Christmas holiday break, which, yeah, let me see, yeah, was negotiated originally by workers' unions. The problem in Britain isn't strikes, it's an economy that makes strikes necessary. And post-Brexit, Sunak is taking back the freedom not to do what Europe does, unless it is him telling us that it's okay, because France, Spain and Italy also have laws that permit companies to sue unions for going on strike. Thing two, bring down inflation, not really his jobs. The banks and the markets have put £60 billion worth of stuff in place to recover from the quarting and trust, destroying of the economy and pushing inflation up above 10%. Oh, it will fall of its own accord. Thing three, stop people coming across the channel in dangerously unsafe boats, yeah, which hasn't happened in the last 12 years of his party governments and won't happen with Braverman's closing of all legal routes. Thing four, distract from the enormity of the national debt brought about by bunging large amounts of cash at mates during COVID by saying just how trustworthy he is to grow the economy because he was when he paid people's wages during COVID. Though, of course, he was originally strongly advised against it. Oh, and thing five, make it compulsory to teach maths to school kids until they're 18. Currently, it's only 16 because that's very important to the economy. How do you think he got to be so rich? Was it charm, personality, creativity, musical ability, social skills, mindfulness, caring for other people? No, it was maths. No extra teaching staff or resources provided, of course, just like the hundreds of extra police, nurses and hospitals that were promised and not delivered by whom? Oh, yeah, his party. Yeah, happy bleeding New Year, Britain. Was it maths that got him so rich? Wasn't it being born rich and then marrying a rich person? I think that's yeah. that's mostly it, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And and well, but I think he worked that out with a spreadsheet. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So that's all the bad arguments and faulty reasoning we have time for this week. You'll find the show notes at fallaciousTrump.com. And if you hear Trump say something stupid and want to ask if it's a fallacy, our contact details are on the contact page. If you think we've used fallacy ourselves, let us know. And if you've had a good time, please give us a review on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or simply tell one other person in person about how much they'd like our podcast. And you can support the show at patreon.com slash ftrump, just like our newest patrons Will M and Taru Tikkanen, our straw man level patrons Don Tuvi, Renee Z, Schmutz, Mark Rocky and Amber R. Buchanan, who told us when we met her at QED, we could just call her Amber, and our true Scotsman level patrons Stephen Biggle, Janet Uetta, Kaz Tui, Andrew Houck, Max Beaver, and our top patron Lauren. Thank you so much for your continued and new support. It's very much appreciated. You can connect with those awesome people as well as us and other listeners in the Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Fallacious Trump. All music is by The Outbursts and was used with permission. So until next time on Fallacious Trump, we'll leave the last word to the Donald. That's right, go home to mommy. Bye. Bye. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy and delicious breads, buns and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today.